the 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. Three oh seven on the Central Coast on this Wednesday, January eighteenth, two thousand and twenty-four. I'm Dave Congleton, welcoming you to the midweek edition of Hometown Radio. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hope you're well. We are with you all the way to seven o'clock. This show, this show's good. This show's so good. I may even listen to some of it. Uh, straight ahead on this broadcast, former county supervisor David Blakely is going to be here during the 4 o'clock hour. But we're going to talk about his father, Everett Blakely, who is part of this uh, brand new Apple TV series, Masters of the Air. Very famous World War II pilot. Held the record at one point for the most enemy shot down. Anyway, let's hear David talk about his dad. Dr. Phil Kissel, Slow County Physician of the Year. Neurosurgeon extraordinaire will be here during the 5 o'clock hour. Michelle Doster at 6.05. It is a Dave Congleton show. Always your hometown radio talk show. First up, our buddy Ingrid Pierce is here. I'm surprised she's here because she's always traveling somewhere. <laughs> and look where she's been. She's been to Antarctica and all over South America. She's here to tell the story. Ingrid, how are you? You know, this uh, tail end of the cold notwithstanding, I am fantastic. Where'd you get the Where'd you get the cold? On the cruise or was it? No, no, back? not on the cruise. I think I got it the uh, day we left the cruise because I had um, an all day tour followed by six hours at the airport, followed by Aww. two planes. Aww. Yeah, and a stressful <laughs> situation in Mexico City, and then once I got to LA. You know, I had the Central Coast shuttle to get me back to Santa Maria. And but you car. told me you were energized by this trip. I was. I'm so energized by this trip. B- best vacation you ever took? Best vacation I've ever taken. Even more than Norway? I love Norway. I've had wonderful vacations there. But as far as uh, vacation that deeply, deeply moved me on so many different levels... This is it. Didn't I tell you before you left? Yeah, yeah, all right. Didn't I tell you (laughs) it was going to be the best thing you've ever done travel-wise? Didn't I tell you? Well, why do you think it was on my bucket list, David? (laughs) It's absolutely true. It's it's not for everybody, and it's very expensive. But if you have the wherewithal to go to Antarctica, it will be the... Larry Martinez says the same thing. It, It is the adventure of a lifetime. Simple yeah. as that, and you you had the um, you had the the ex, uh, the expedition version, if you will, because you actually got to go ashore. Yep, it's far more affordable if you go. Um, you did the drive by. Did the drive by? Yeah, but, that's fine. But what a cruise by! Yeah, yeah. And judging from your photos, all the penguins and everything, you got a really good sense of it. 
Oh, tremendous. So how did this come together? When did you decide to go? What inspired you? Tell the origins of this trip. So um, Tony and I were on a Holland America cruise with my aunt in uh, the Mediterranean in 2010, I think. And we enjoyed it tremendously. And ever since then, I get mailings uh, periodically with offers. And they're not mailings from the casino like I have on Princess. They're just regular deals. And I've been paying attention to Antarctica since you went. Yeah, that was 2007. Yeah, long time ago. So... um, when to- and Tony did not have Antarctica on his bucket list, so most people don't. Yeah, I get it. But I started paying attention a year and a half ago when I got a deal for sixteen hundred and something, seventeen hundred and something, somewhere in there. And I went, "Wow, everything else I've seen is five thousand, six thousand, ten, twelve, fifteen thousand." You got a twenty-two day cruise. Well. It- for seventeen hundred dollars plus port uh, charges, yeah, 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 taxes, still, and so forth. But plus, the base price, yes, and that was the inside cabin. And Lori and I, Lori's a colleague, a former colleague from Wilshire Hospice. We uh, we added three hundred to that to go from inside to an ocean view. Yeah, we thought we were in heaven, and we were, and we were. So when it came this past... um, $1,700. That's a really darn good deal. Well, add a little bit to that, Dave. Yeah, yeah, but still, the base price. (laughs) The base price was fabulous. Yeah. 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 So So, you you got the deal, and you're like, okay, we're going. We're going. We made made that decision in probably May, and... um, and we took off on the 13th to go to Buenos Aires. How'd you prepare? Well, I had a friend over because um, preparing for an Antarctic trip is a little different from preparing for Mediterranean. Yeah. So she and I went through and I modeled clothes for her and we went back and forth and couldn't have too much because uh, Aeromexico uh, stops it at... Um, Oh, what is it? Uh, 20, 20 instead of 25 kilos. So 44 instead of 50 pounds. So I just um, made sure I had everything from uh, balmy 80 degree weather in Buenos Aires to, I'm not sure how low the lowest got, but it got below um Yeah, you had the freezing. extremes. Yeah. Now, you're traditionally, you're, you're cruise on Princess. How did Holland America, which I've never been on, stack up against Princess? I like Holland America very much. It's the, the Osterdam um, is a smaller ship than I usually go on with Princess. So the one thing I really, really missed was having the buffet that came with you know, steamed vegetables and roasted potatoes and my choice of oatmeal and grits and congee and really healthy foods that I like to eat. So I didn't lose weight like I had hoped. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the food was tasty anyway, and uh, everything else was, was top-notch. So you would go back on another Holland America cruise? 
I would. Yeah. I would. I'm just checking. Okay. Let's take a short break. Ingrid Pierce is here. When we return, we'll dive in and hear about her cruise to Antarctica. Not to be confused with the Antarctic. There's a difference. And also around South America. We're live. We're local. We're hometown. Tomorrow, my brother Bruce, a devout man of faith, will explain to us why or why evangelicals love Donald Trump. Hmm. On Friday, we'll hear from some Cal Poly professors as to why there's going to be a strike next week. It is the Dave Congleton Show, always your hometown radio talk show. Back with Ingrid Pierce. Just had a marvelous uh, vacation. Nice enough to come in and share this with us. So it looks like you had almost a whole week before you even got on the ship. Uh, no, that's not quite true. Uh, 12, 14 we, to 12, 22. <clears throat> 12, 14 to 12, 16. Oh. We got on board the ship on the 16th. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we did have a good time in Buenos Aires. And uh, we went to our first of three, count them, one, two, three tango shows. I mean, I needed either, you know, an... A, glass of ice water or a fan i mean that was wild okay but uh then we got on board the ship well what did you think of buenos aires i liked it it was uh we were in the palermo uh district and it was very safe it was uh historic we walked around uh enjoyed it immensely we did do a little touring around the town how'd you get from the airport to the hotel uh a taxi okay. arranged at the airport. All yeah. Right. So you're on the ship. So we get on the ship after a couple of nice days looking around, going to a museum here and there and so forth. And um, uh, the ship stays in port for the night. <clears throat> so we settle in um, and Lori goes off for another uh, tango. <laughs> <laughs> Her personal tango. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, um, we go to a singles and solo travelers group in the evening and met some people. There were about seven of us that regularly hung together, and they just made the trip so much more enjoyable. Uh, we did dinner. Um, some combination of us did dinner every night and um, and and went to shows and we had a great time but we went to bed that night and fell asleep and slept through the biggest storm buenos aires had had in decades you slept through it we slept through it down the coast a little ways several people died in buenos aires uh, airplanes at the airport were blown into each other causing them damage the cruise terminal roof, part of it collapsed. Trees went down all over the place. It was, uh, it was pretty gnarly. But, uh, you know, ships are built for wind. Yeah. All right. So we were cozy. Slept through it. So you hit Montevideo. Yeah, that was our next day. Now, in the meantime, we had a uh, tango performance <laughs> the night before. I'm detecting a pattern here. <laughs> and then we had the tango performance on our shore excursion in Montevideo. So we had 
a grand time. We also looked around Montevideo. Uh, the tour guide on on uh, the trip, uh, on the shore excursion, uh, told us about how th their diverse political parties that had been so contentious in the past, in the past few years, have pulled it together, and they're working together on the part of their democracy. The economy uh, is thriving where it was in the tank before. They've got nearly 100% renewable energy. Hmm. Marijuana was legalized in, uh, 10 years ago, and as a result, it's gone way down in use. Uh, they're looking at other drugs to do that with. And they're inclusive. They don't have a um, pride parade. They invite them to be part of a larger diversity parade. Oh. So they're mm. just doing a lot of really, uh, really healthy things. Mm. Um, I want to jump down to the Falklands because that's a you and I have that in common. Well, we went to the Falklands. Wait a moment, just one minute for the penguins. Oh, because we went to Puerto Madryn and took a short excursion down to uh, um, Punta Tomba. Oh, there are penguins there. Right. We saw one tenth of a colony that that's huge of Magellan or Magellanic penguins, and they walked with us. We were supposed to stay yeah. six feet uh, away from them, but uh, they didn't get that memo. So sometimes they were walking yeah. right alongside us. They were crossing our path. If they come to you, it's okay. You can't yes. go to them. Right. That's the rule. Yeah, right. exactly. And and it, it was just marvelous because we saw our fill of penguins in one fell swoop. Mm. Okay, now we can go to Falklands. Falklands. I expected it to be a nothing burger. And uh, the short... a nothing burger. <laughs> <laughs> the shore excursions were so expensive, we didn't go on one. But yeah. on board ship, we found out about a $20 um, shuttle that took us out to a... A cove called Gypsy Cove, and uh, it's right next to uh, another cove uh, area. And uh, we saw more penguins there. We saw some geese that were uh, really exotic looking. Uh, walked around. There was one penguin that nested right beside the trail. Uh, and then it looked like it was going to rain, so I went back to town, and Lori went hiking the long beach. Uh, and ended up going over a ridge. She found the cruise uh, director, and he said, I've heard there are king penguins over here. And they, in fact, got to see king penguins. Wow. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that was worth her, her walk. When I was there, the excursion was, it was the 25th anniversary of the Falklands invasion. Right. And we got to go to all the battle sites with the guy who did the radio coverage. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's all right. Yeah. Well, it, it, it was a nice town to walk around in, but... Uh, Did you buy a sweater? I didn't buy a sweater. I bought some caps okay. and other trinkets. Because they make a lot of their money. They shear the sheep and they make these beautiful sweaters. Yeah. I, I couldn't afford the weight in my suitcase. I assume there are a lot of cruise ships and at the Falklands because that's where everybody stops yes. to gas up. Yeah. That's like exactly. the last stop before uh, history. And, and, and it's a tender port. Our ship was too big to be able to go into the dock, so yep. we tendered in. Yep. All right, so you're, you're on the ship uh, the 16th, but you're not in Antarctica until the 25th. What's the difference between Antarctic and Antarctica? It turns out, we learned a lot. It turns out the Antarctic 
is the continent, so the land mass that you mostly don't see under the ice. When you add the ice to it, it becomes Antarctica. Yeah. And I learned a lot about the ice. Um, so uh, it starts with snow, and uh, uh, the snow off it will turn into glaciers. Uh, the glaciers will move downhill, and there will be sheets of ice that come off of them. The sheets of ice gradually move out into the water, then they're considered ice shelves, but they're still attached. Uh, and then they become icebergs once they calve away from uh, the sheet itself, or shelf itself. And then it becomes. Then they go into bergy bits and growlers, and and one of the unique experiences we had was to see A twenty three A, which is A twenty three A, huge, huge iceberg of the uh, you know flat variety, and it is larger than the city of New York. Hmm. I heard three times as large as Manhattan. That's pretty darn impressive. Yeah. And uh, it will eventually melt. So so how many days were you actually in Antarctica? Four. Okay. And they were just, it looks, uh, some of these places are familiar to me. Lemur Channel? We were trying to get in there. That was toward the end. Right. But uh, there was a lot of floating ice because it, it is summer there. And some days you can get through, and some days you can't. That's as, far, that's as far as we got, and we had the same problem. There was too much ice. We couldn't go any further. Right. And when you're in the Limer Channel, you're still like 1,600 miles to the South Pole. That's how big Antarctica <laughs> is. It is huge. Um, you saw Elephant Island? Elephant Island was, was considered the first day. Uh, and that's where uh, uh, Shackleton, uh, with his... Um, attempt to cross Antarctica, uh, ended up, uh, after his ship collapsed and so forth, they went there on smaller boats. He left a crew there that lived in misery and went off to get rescue teams, and it took, I think, a year or two before the rescue teams were able to come back and, and, and retrieve them. Absolutely amazing story. And I guess Shackleton is buried on South Georgia Island? That's my understanding, yeah. This, yeah. That's the spot I wanted to get to. I wanted to pay my respects because Shackleton is just this amazing figure. Now, they, they, they admitted that, but they also said, but it was actually a Norwegian, Amundsen, who reached the South Pole first. The, oh, I, I don't care about that. <laughs> what I am impressed by is... The endurance. The endurance. Yeah. And nobody perished on that expedition. Shackleton got them all through. Right. That is amazing to me. Ingrid Pierce, just back from Antarctica and South America. We've got news, traffic, weather, more of our travel log still to come. You're listening to The Dave Congleton Show. On the Stolberg line, John checks in. Hey, John. Thank you, Ingrid. Great travel insights and information. Really enjoy listening into your Aww, conversation. Thank Aww. you. 
Oh, thank you, John. Uh, Ingrid is here because 22 days? 22-day cruise. Yep. To Antarctica. So what did you think of Antarctica? You mean at the beginning you said this is the best trip I've ever taken. So it what is. was it about Antarctica? Antarctica is stunningly beautiful, stunningly pristine. Uh, it is alternately mystical, um, blinding. You know, on sunny days, the the... The sun off the snow is is uh, like none other. You have to wear sunglasses on those days. It's um, it it gets into your heart. It's it's just so unusual. Um, I thought it was going to be all ice, and to mm-hmm. see the majestic mountains and and the various forms that uh, precipitation takes on it um, to see the variety of penguins. I mean, there were the um, Magellanic Jantus, the cute little Adelis, the chin straps. Chin with, straps, yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> and the, the rock hoppers. I don't know if you... Uh, I saw three types. I saw the chin strap, the Gentoo, and one other one. Yeah, I didn't see the rock hoppers, but I, I heard so. heard tales from those who went out on excursions where they did. We and saw mostly chin straps. Oh, they're <laughs> okay. all cool. They're yeah, all no, cool. they're all cool. They're all cool. And then the kings were beautiful, and we were too far north for the emperors. I think, though, you said the operative word. It's pristine. It's pristine. Uh, I know that when you went ashore, you probably had to uh, do special things with your clothing you and your shoes. A, you and had to desanitize getting off the ship or sanitize, whatever it is, uh, getting off the ship and then before getting on land and before getting back in the Zodiac and before getting back on the ship four different times. Yeah. You had to wash your shoes. Right. Yeah. No trash, no restrooms on Antarctica. Whatever you bring in, you bring out. And that's why it's so pristine. So pristine and so stunningly beautiful. Uh, and, you know, it was, um, it was amazing to hear. Um, they signed a treaty in 59. No country owns Antarctica. No, yep. untry, no country owns any part of Antarctica. Twelve are allowed to have um, stations there, and they're allowed to collaborate with others uh, if they want to do research. But... The treaty designated that Antarctica would always be used for peaceful purposes only, that there would be a scientific investigation focus, and that the results would be freely available and exchanged for anyone uh, interested. And one of the things that I learned was that um, there was a recent temperature high that was 39 degrees above the historical high. Yes. And that there's a 40-year low in sea ice around Antarctica. And now, Antarctica, which is the continent with the ice, is uh, much smaller in the winter. Or, I mean, much larger in the winter, our, our um, summer, and much um, smaller in their summer. Because there's so yeah, a huge amount of uh, ice exchange every year. When I went in 2007, they were talking about seeing the changes in climate change. I, I yeah. can't even imagine what it's like all these years later. Hmm. Well, and the ice loss is speeding up. So, you know, it's, it's, it, it's a clarion call that we 
truly, as a world, need to do something about our um, contribution to climate change because it is going to destroy us. Ingrid Pierre is on this broadcast just back from Antarctica. What was it like crossing the the Drake Passage, which is the body of water between South America and Antarctica? Was it rough? I don't know why we were so lucky, but it was just like a gentle lulling us to sleep. So you had the Drake Lake. (laughs) Not quite a lake, but yeah, very very gentle. Okay. We we were lucky. So I want here, because I went to Antarctica, then I went back to Ushuaia and came home. You went to Ushuaia, and then your trip just kept going. Our trip kept kept going, and Ushuaia was still Argentina, which I didn't know until we started to get up to the cruise. Uh, Southernmost time. city in the world. Yeah, and we went on an excursion um, to, through a national park. Tierra del Fuego. Yes. Yeah. And uh, to the sign that says the end of the world. Yeah. It's actually the end of the Pan American Highway yeah. that goes between Canada, I guess, and all the way down there. Uh, it's, it's, again, stunning beauty, uh, high mountains, you know, the, the Chilean Andes come down, you can see them very clearly from the port, uh, and, um, I haven't talked about other animals, but, uh, guanacos and llamas, and I mean, it's just, it's fun to see different stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, and there was a historic rail road there. We didn't take it, but we uh, got to visit the station. And, um, and How far north did you go along the west coast of South America? Santiago. Okay. In well, Chile. actually, in the ship, we went to San Antonio, which is the port city for Santiago. Right. And the we went two whole days through um, uh, cruising a channel. Um, again, um, Chilean fjords. Uh, Talk about that, because that's that isn't it Patagonia. Yeah. Oh well, uh, much of southern um, Argentina and much of Chile is Patagonia is considered Patagonia. So whether whether you're on the Mesa or the High Andes, I think that was the biggest surprise in in the part of South America that we saw was that. Big cities had big populations. Then there were wide expanses of very little. Hmm. So when we went down to see the penguins uh, in uh, Argentina, uh, Lori and I looked at each other and said, hmm, we didn't know we were visiting Barstow this time. <laughs> it was flat, it was dry, it was tumbleweeds. Wow. Yeah. So, um, and then you have... You know, the opposite side, rich, lush. Chile was just beautiful green. But Patagonia, it's like fjords and mountains? Fjords and mountains, uh, mesas and um, pampas and gauchos and, you know, farming, ranching. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it it was lovely. What disappointed you on the trip? It's got to be something that disappointed you. Yeah, the, the... the lack of variety of foods that I like to eat daily in the buffet. Truly, mm-hmm. that was the big disappointment. We had three Chilean uh, shore excursions. We went through Viator because they're a lot less expensive usually than the uh, 
the cruise lines. Well, I, I don't know how that works. Viator. Viator is one of the companies. There are other companies that arrange for shore excursions in the ports that cruise ships are going to visit. Oh, so you don't go on the ship excursion. You create your own excursion. Oh, right. Okay. Well, you buy your own excursion. Yeah. And you have to be sure that the company is reputable and will get you back to the ship. Yeah. Because if you're on a cruise ship shore excursion, they'll wait for you. Are, if you're not, they, they won't. won't. Are, are these uh, cheaper, Viator, than the traditional? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. And I like Viator. I've used them several ports. I need to travel with you. All right. Ingrid Pierce is here. We'll come back for a final segment. Just back from South America and Antarctica. 23, 22 days on ship. We're live. We're local. You're listening to the Dave Congleton Show. Ingrid has another fan on the Stolberg line. Love your descriptions, Ingrid. I was able to match them up in my mind from your photos. It's a beautiful travel log. Oh, thank you. It was so much fun to live it. What haven't we talked about that you're dying to talk about? We haven't talked about how surprising these two countries in South America were to me. Because both of them had large populations in the large cities and very little population elsewhere. Uh, and the people are so gracious and so friendly. And uh, my... Uh, my travel mate uh, speaks Spanish. I have a great accent. She had the great vocabulary. So between the two of us, we did well. Uh, but um, the the three most notable things of the last week were the three tours we took um, in Chile. Uh, and all of them were um, guided by young Chilean men between uh, 25 and 35. They spoke reasonably good English. They were tour guides not because they had a special interest in it, but they were teachers during the school year, and they were the ones that spoke enough English. So I didn't realize that unlike Norway, where everybody learns English throughout their um, school time, they don't necessarily learn English in Chile. But these men were wonderful. They took us to wonderful places. The tour on the last day was actually in Santiago and dropped us off at the airport. When we were at lunch, delicious lunch at a Chilean restaurant um, in Santiago, uh, we were almost done with it. We were eating our flan when the president of Chile walked through and said, it, I spoke with our guide because he ran up there because he recognized him immediately. He, the the president is 36 years old, and he was there to celebrate the birthday of a friend. So I have a picture of him, I think, on that day. 36-year-old um, president just kind of waltzing through. Just kind of waltzing through. Uh, <laughs> I, I, he wasn't in a public area. He waltzed through and went to a private area, but yeah, uh, but, but he was there, and there weren't there wasn't a huge entourage around him. He's so, 36. Wow. Gracious, gracious people. The the things I bought to bring home and give away, which were tokens, because again I didn't have much uh, weight allowance in my uh, luggage. 
I bought from people who made the things, uh, for the most part, who made the things that uh, they were selling. All right. So what advice do you give somebody who would consider doing this, cruising to Antarctica and South South America? Go. Go. Don't hesitate. Don't wait to pass. Start. And what's what's the second piece of advice? (laughs) Um. Allow yourself to fall in love with this. I mean, did is there anything you wish you had brought with you that you didn't? Something that you're particularly glad you did? Um, I was so glad I brought a variety of things to keep me warm. I had a sweater around my neck that that uh, sail, uh, saved my, my tuchus big time. I had um, gloves... That and I uh, at the last minute I I ditched my big um, I don't know what they're called mitten like um, you know that you ski yeah. with right yeah. Yeah. you know and there was a point where I was wishing I had them because in some places not just Antarctica um, more more chilly really um, it got cold. Well, they say that Patagonia is for people who can't afford Antarctica. Oh, is that because right? there's such similarity? Yeah, there, it, truly, truly, it was close. But you know, it remi- Antarctica reminded me of the coast of Norway, northern Norway in the winter. Um, but with Antarctica, it goes on and on and on. It, it just the vastness of this continent is um, mind blowing. Um, and it really does um, light up your your soul to to be in the presence of such a, an immensity of stunning beauty. I would also submit that it gives one a sense of accomplishment, like I'm here, I did yeah. it. I'm yeah. actually seeing this. I'm actually cruising the bottom of the world. A That's pl- a pretty cool feeling. It's a pretty cool feeling, and it's like n- take it from two people who've been it. there. <laughs> take it from two people who've been there. There is no feeling like this. You're cruising the bottom of the world. So I need to thank you, Dave, because it was your passion when you returned from Antarctica that planted a seed in me that allowed me to get there this year. I'm glad, and I'm glad that it was even half the trip that you hoped it would be. And so much more. It was double, triple what I expected. So, Although, did are, are people giving you penguins as gifts? <laughs> no, okay, no, I'm right. giving penguins as gifts. See, it was the only downside for me. Uh, I think there was like a six-month lead time to my leaving, and Christmas... Whatever everybody was, I still have like twenty penguins at home. Okay, and they're they're fine. But if I never see another penguin, you, I'll be okay. You mean penguin token? Yeah, or whatever. No, just penguin. I'm, oh, okay. I've 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 I'm like you. You go you go there and you're just surrounded by penguins. Yeah, and they're noisy and they stink. Well, these weren't too bad, but okay. Yeah. What's next for Ingrid? Um. I don't know. I'm I'm on the precipice of um, getting into um, my own business in a bigger way because I'm winding down on my hospice work, and it's, it's sort of been fluxing and fluxing. Um, 
I'm, I know I'm going to do a blog. I know I'm going to do a YouTube channel. I've started thinking maybe I should uh, approach cruise ships about um, presenting on the adventure of loss, finding your way back to um, exuberant life. I think it'd be a great presentation. Yeah. My other suggestion is that you become, because you set up the hiking group, Hiking with Ingrid. No, for, you did that. But you set up the hiking group. I'm going to keep rolling with this. <laughs> okay. uh, you For people who had lost a loved one. Oh, yeah. So why not be the travel person? Hey, just lose someone? Why don't you rediscover life? Yeah. And let's all take a trip together. Sounds good. See? Yeah. That could work. You'd be, you'd be the person to do that because it combines your uh, hospice work with your love of travel. There you go. Somebody else suggested I become an out-of-the-box tour guide. I think it's right up that alley. Yeah, but where would you go? Where would you be a tour guide? I don't know. That I'd have to figure out. I did have one really quirky thing happen that was kind of fun. What's that? I went to a uh, a show. We went to numerous shows on board ship. 22 days, you get to see a bunch. Uh, and I went to one with someone I didn't know, Rick Steele. And uh, he, oh, he was the performer, not your date. He was a performer. Okay. Yes. Uh, and I watched him as he came in and he, he came early and he was walking around glad handing people, introducing himself, telling them he was so happy they had come to see the show and uh, talking real with them. And I finally realized, hey, I should get a picture of this. And I put my camera up and I took a picture and he saw me do it. And he went, oh, no, 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 no. No. Okay. And he finished with the woman. He was there and he came bounding up and he uh, said, come on over. And so I went over there and I got a big hug and he said, now give me your camera. (laughs) So I gave him the camera. He made all the uh, adjustments on it and took a selfie with me. And oh my God. I saw that. Yeah, it was so much fun. I love his line. I'm so glad that you came to see me tonight. Well, we're trapped on a ship. (laughs) (laughs) Where else we gotta go? <laughs> I think they call that a captive audience. Yeah. Did you set this up with a travel agent or do it on your own? Oh no, I did it, it since I got it got it in the mail. I did it on my own, and I always do all the research for things like short excursions and so forth. It's just a love I have. So I love traveling. Thumbs up for Holland America. Thumbs way up for Antarctica. Thumbs up for Patagonia, South America. Absolutely. Yes, 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 and yes. You and I are in complete agreement. All right, Ingrid, I got about 45 seconds for a final thought. My final thought is that there are so many things you can do in life that are uh, boring, that will leave you flat, that will leave you unchanged. Get out there. Do something that sets you on fire, that makes a difference in your life, and that will stay with you for the rest of your life. It is not without merit to understand, to, to experience something new. What was the souvenir you bought yourself? I haven't quite decided yet, but it might be a headband with a big old flower. It's so unlike me. Uh, A big old (laughs) woolen flower. All right, Ingrid. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Off we go. We've got news, traffic, weather. David Blakely up next. We're going to talk about his father, Everett, one of the true heroes of World War II. Stick around for more of Hometown Radio.
the 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111 911.